Amen. Let's open our Bibles, please, to the 37th Psalm, Psalm 37. And we're going to begin reading in verse uh, 18. We'll read responsively through verse 27. Psalm 37 and verse 18. Shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? Psalm 37, verse 18. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into the smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as he bless, uh, be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. If you look back at verse 24, it says, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. And that's the text and the title, The Lord Upholdeth Him With His Hand. Let's pray. Our Father, we pray that you'd bless the message. Uh, we pray that we'd have a good hearing, that your spirit would move upon us and speak to every heart. Help us to realize that success is possible. It is your will. You've made no provision for failure in thy word. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We know that though we fall, we shall not be utterly cast down. Why? For the Lord upholdeth us with his hand. We yield your spirit. We pray that you'd reveal this to us. Give us some encouragement. Help us to lay the foundation, the precept in our heart, to know the doctrine and to believe thy word and to go on under perfection. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. The Lord upholdeth him with his hand. This morning we're talking about success. Success is not only possible, you have the potential, but it's God's will. God wants us to do his will, to succeed in his will, and any endeavor we partake in life that is in his will. God wants us to succeed. This is great encouragement, and uh, we ought to believe it. We ought to know it. We ought to expect it. We ought to watch and pray. We should not make provision for failure um, in our life. So we know salvation is in three parts. Number one, justification. When you put your faith in Christ, it's a one-time act, just as if you never sin. Past, present, future sins are all paid for by the blood of Christ. You're forgiven. 
The second part is called sanctification or growing in grace. You grow, you learn, you mature, you learn from your mistakes, your sin, and you, but it's an ongoing process until we go to heaven. The third part is glorification, another one-time act, when we're transformed into the exact image of Jesus Christ. Now, while we are growing, we may trip, stumble, and fall. We might um, be cast down, but we, know, we need to know God's Word. If For the true child of God, you will never be utterly cast down. In 2 Peter 3.18, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2.2, 2, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. We are to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So this is an ongoing process. It's lifelong. We are to progress but why is it that so many people live in a state of discouragement? They, they get oppressed, they get depressed, they get knocked down, they get beat down. Many people stay down, and even for the people of God, most of them stay down for too long. And I, I say this all the time, but Brother Howells taught us this a long time ago. If you get knocked down, there's nothing wrong. Everybody's going to get beat up. The greatest fighter on the planet Earth has been hit in the face. The, been, had his nose punched, blood, might have had bust, busted lip, uh, might have needed stitches. Probably got knocked down. There's nothing wrong with that. We are all going to get knocked down in life. But don't stay down. Lay there for a while. Feel sorry for yourself. Not for too long. Uh, let somebody else feel sorry for you, and then pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Go on for God. Uh, we shall not be utterly cast down. We are not a defeated people. God does not want us to fail. So what does the Bible tell us? We have in this psalm, number one, the spirit of growth. What is the spirit of growth? Goodness. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. If you have a heart for the will of God, what is that noise? A heart for the things of God. The goodness is the spirit by which you will grow. Number two, the steps of growth. How do we grow? Take the next step. How do we grow? Follow the Lord. Just do the next thing. Too many people are looking way down the road of life or many steps down the road of life and they trip on the next step. So thy word is a light into my path, a lamp unto my feet. It shows you the future, but it shows you the next step to take. That's all we should be concerned with. What is the next thing God wants you to do? What is the next right good thing that the Lord wants to order in your life? The next thing is the strength of growth, which is what? The Lord will uphold. If you fall down, you will not be utterly cast down. The Lord will lift you up. So a good man delights in his way, 
loves the Lord, loves the Word of God, has made a commitment to goodness. Jesus Christ went about doing good, following Christ. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And this is the difference, I'm telling you, between success or failure. This is the difference. Will you make it or will you not make it? Will you uh, still be faithful to God six months from now if the Lord tarries? Uh, two years from now if the Lord tarries? What does the future uh, hold for us? We know that if you follow these principles, you will not be utterly cast down. Yeah. We've all been knocked down. We've all made mistakes. We've committed sin. We wish we could relive some things in our life. We re have regret and remorse. If we could time travel, some of us would. We'd go back. I wish I would have known this. I wouldn't have done the same things. But success or failure is determined by who's holding you up. Are you holding yourself up? Are you, or are you trusting in the Lord? The Bible says the arm of flesh, I think we sung the song, will fail you every time. You must put your confidence and your hope in the Lord and yield to the Spirit, walking in Him, meditating on the Word, hiding the Word in your heart. The Lord will uphold us. Now, think about the injuries of life. When you fall down, you may skin your knee. You may bump. You may bruise. You may break something. Some people, it's temporal. Why is it for others it's permanent? They fall down and never get back up. Why is it that some people never get back up and very few do? This is the difference. Peter denied Christ three times. But then he got right with God. He was converted. He strengthened the brethren, preached on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 souls got saved. He was led to lead the first uh, Gentile to Christ at uh, Cornelius' house. He saw the vision of the unclean uh, creatures coming down. He also was uh, the chief of the apostles. And also he wrote two uh, books of the Bible after he denied Christ. Why? God was holding him up. What? He said, though Satan sift thee as wheat, I have prayed for thee, that when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. The apostle Paul was a murderer. He sought to arrest Christians, persecute them, torture them, uh, put them in prison, and put them to death. Why do some fall and stay down? Why do others fall and get back up? The, the answer is right there in the text. The Lord upholdeth them with his hand. What is our success? Are we trying to be successful in the worldly way? To make a lot of money? To have a lot of power? A lot of acquisitions? Um, a lot of uh, popularity? Or are we trying to do the will of God? Are we trying to take the next step to please the Lord? What should we expect in life? What is true success? 
You know, for some people to graduate from Evolution University, go off in the world and sell the truth and never come back and become a compromise and sellout, and then they make a lot of money and they have a wife and kids and two cars and a two-car garage and a boat beside, you know, that, that's not success. Success is doing the will of God. And so in excellence, we do the best we can do for God. I want to be the best I can be for God. But secondly, it's a commitment to follow the next step, to follow the Lord. This is the difference. Will I be here or will I not be here? Will I stay down when I fall down or will I get back up? So what did Paul say? This one thing I do, forgetting the past pressing on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Who is holding us up? That's the question. Now, we've all done this, and you can relate. Some of you will probably do it today that have little children. If, what do parents do? They hold their children's hand, and children like to fall. Some, some kids love to roll on the ground. They like to fall on purpose. Uh, and some of them plan it. So what does the parent do? He holds him up. And sometimes the parent's walking along, and they're not paying attention, and the child will fall, and what do they do? They lift him up. And you, you've seen some parents, you hope you don't pull their uh, arm out of socket. You lift their whole body up by their arm. Um, why? The parent loves the child. They're watching out for them. They want to protect them. Now, what does the Bible tell us to do? Humble yourself, have the faith of a little child, follow Christ or God as dear children, and He is our loving Heavenly Father, and the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father, Romans 8. He holds us up with His hand. So you'll see some people, they're not walking with God. They're not following God as dear children. They trip, stumble, and fall. Somebody knocks them down, or they trip. And the Bible says, the wicked knoweth not at what they stumble. Their life is so dark. They don't have the light of the, the uh, lamp of the Word and the light of the Word to direct their path. They're not following the Lord with every step of goodness ordered by the Lord. They fall down and they stay down, they turn back, and then what happens? They lose their testimony, they're a used to, there's a, ha they're a has been, they're a what happened to so and so, uh, we miss them. I wonder where they've been, I wonder what they're doing. Uh, versus the other people, they might trip, stumble, and fall, but the Lord's upholding them up. And, you know, I can testify, I can't keep myself up. I try to stand up, having done all, stand, the Bible says. Put on the whole armor of God. I don't want to fall down. I don't want to get knocked down. I don't want to get beat up. But it's going to happen. This is a part of life. So what do we do? Let him take your hand. And follow him as dear children. Just like your child falls and you lift them up. You know, I, I can remember my daughter, we'd be walking along, we'd see a mud hole. She'd have on a frilly pink dress with ruffles. And I'd just pick her up. We'd go right over it. She would stumble and fall and trip. And I'd just hold her up. Uh, and, and it's sad that a lot of people don't have that. 
A lot of people don't have the Lord upholding their hand. So what does it say in John 14, 1? I go to prepare a place for you. And so he has gone ahead. He is leading the way. How shall two walk together except they be agreed? And all these verses about wandering from the will of God, leaving the first estate, leaving our rightful place in our inheritance in the will of God. You have all these drifters and uh, loafers and tramps and vagabonds and people that are uh, rambling. They just go and they don't even know where they're going, whichever way the wind blows. And I'm telling you, everyone and everything in this world is trying to knock us down. Don't forget that. They're trying to discourage you. They want to uh, attack you. They want to hit you. They want to wound you. They want to deceive you. They want to stop the work of God in your life. They want you to fall down. And so everybody, uh, one of the saddest uh, places in the Bible, remember when Jehu stuck, stuck him under the fifth rib and his bile of his liver spilled out into the road and all the soldiers were marching to war and they looked down and it said they couldn't go any further. It was so traumatizing and um, hideous to see a great man with his entrails laying in the road. It said just drag him out of the road and go on for God. Right. How many people have let something that's why the Bible says, let thine eye be single. Don't turn to the right hand or the left. Do the will of God, love the Lord, and just walk with the Lord. Follow him as dear children. And all we have to do, it's really encouraging, take the next step. Good. Now, a lot of us want to plan our life. You know, you see all these advertisements, planning for your estate, and you ought to plan for the future. I'm not saying that, but plan for your funeral, plan to help your family, plan to go on a vacation, plan for your retirement, plan for this or that. Uh, what is the, we ought to plan, but what is the will of God, the, the good way? Take the next step. What is the next thing you have to do to stay as he lifts you up and upholds your hand? What is the next decision you have to make that is the most important decision in your life? Just take that next step. If you will take that next step, he will give you the next one. Now, there's a psalm that says, he hath given me hind's feet, hind's feet. And this is taken from sheep that are mountain sheep uh, that live in very uh, traverse terrain. It's very steep and rocky, loose ground. And they learned that when they put their front feet and they're climbing, they get a good hold and they grip and they press forward. They put their hinds feet where their front feet used to be. Because why? Their front feet has shown them this is stable ground. I can get a good grip. I'm not going to trip and fall. And then they will put their back feet where the front feet were, and they press, and they go on. And the psalmist said, God has given me hinds feet. You know, a sad thing happened to me one time when I was 
many sad things happened to me when I was young. No, we, uh, my friend, a friend of mine was a wrangler at HEB camp. Um, if you've ever been there, it's an absolute amazing place where the Frio River heads out way up top in, at Lakey. But he was a wrangler, and he liked to play games with people, so he put my other best friend with a horse that bites, and that, and that horse had a very flexible neck, and I mean, it took a, it, it, he was on, he just turned and take a hunk, ripped his blue jean, just turned, just bite him, and he, he thought he was going to get at me, and he gave me this horse, horse that bucks, and this horse uh, was very intelligent, but evil, and so it would run under every low branch and try to knock my head off, and then it would run me into the barbed wire and try to rip my... But the next thing that it did, it was too impetuous. So we were on this trail going up the mountain, and uh, horse don't, horses don't have hinds feet. Sheep have hinds feet. We are the people of God. God hath given the sheep hinds feet. And this horse just... just I couldn't control it, and it was one of the saddest things. It fell down on the rocks, kept ju and just uh, ruined its knees, scraped them all up. Peter wouldn't like that, uh, but I couldn't stop it. And it was so steep and so gravelly. I had to get off the horse, help it up. I had to walk it all the way over the mountain and walk it all the way back uh, to the stable because uh, horses don't have hinds feet. But you look, if you ever watched uh, documentaries on bighorn sheep or goats in Israel, what ne, um, Nib, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, uh, it, it's amazing what they can do. So God will direct our steps. He will show you the step so it's the right step, so it's on stable, firm ground, so that you will not trip, stumble, and fall. But even if you do, praise the Lord, He's holding your hand, and He'll lift you up. Nothing's worse than a skint knee with asphalt mixed in. Now, I remember when I learned to skateboard, I forgot to let the Lord hold my hand. Uh, and in those days, in roller skates, you know, they put those expansion joints between sidewalk. Then they'd fill them with tar, and they'd put too much, and then expand. You'd have that big old lump. So you're trying to go along there. You're, you're trying to avoid the, the uh, speed bump tar or the expansion joint. And um, one of my friends, he, he was trying to impress a woman. He got a new Kawasaki motorcycle bike. He was not a smart man. He goes down her street. He calls her and he says, hey, look out. Come on your front porch. And he had on, I'm not kidding you, flippy flops with shorts. Yeah, you know where this one's going. So he pops the clutch, you know, the two-stroke. And he, he's, he's, uh, he, he's not one of those guys. He flips that thing. And I mean... He bites, not dirt, asphalt. His whole skin peels back. There's rocks and tar under his knees, his elbow, all in his face. I think it took several years before his face healed. He had to go to a specialist, dermatologist. I, I, they might have had to do skin grafts. His face was pink and raw, fresh skin for a long time. Uh, 
you know, praise the Lord. God holds us up. You know, I, I don't know how I've made it this long, but I, I know how. And that wasn't me. God was holding me up. So the Bible tells us, don't even eat with people who are wanderers. Don't waste your time ruining your meals, trying to socialize with people that wonder, that will not follow God as dear children. Now, I want to make a few simple observations about success and failure. And this is very helpful to me because if we have false expectations that are not realistic, if you start off your Christian life and you think, I'll never fall, I'll never make a mistake, I'll never have any setbacks, I'll never have any trouble, then you need to go to Joel Osteen's church. Uh, but... Uh, that's, that's not the truth. The truth is, if David said he got cast down, a man after God's own heart, we're going to get cast down. Right. We're going to get knocked down, beat up. We're going to trip, stumble, and fall. But we can succeed. We can finish what we've started. So Noah preached 120 years. Only won eight people. You know, if, if you're discouraged on your soul winning, just don't quit. Don't quit. Noah preached 120 years. Abraham left his hometown by himself, sought for a city and builder. His maker was God. God never let him find it on this side of heaven. Daniel stood alone. Elijah stood against the prophets of Baal. Jeremiah preached repentance when all the false prophets were preaching peace, peace, when there was no peace. Success is possible. Now, now follow me. True success, true, is a result of dedication to the Word of God. We know this from Psalm 1 and Joshua 1.8. If we meditate on the word day and night, we shall be like a tree, bringing forth uh, his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither. And what does it say? And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. Now, prosperity, though, we must have learning stages, steps we take as the Lord upholds us. Does that mean life will be perfect? No. Does that mean we'll, we'll not have any setbacks in biblical prosperity? No. But if you have a false expectation, you know, I'm, I'm, I've surrendered to God, I got saved, I'm going to church, I'm reading my Bible, I've turned from the world in my heart, I'm trying to live a separated life. If, if you have this idea that you're not going to have any trouble, you're sadly mistaken. True success doesn't mean the absence of problems or even falling down. True success, Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Excuse me. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Amen. That is true success. 
not riches, not money, not popularity, not power, not advancement. True success is dedication to the Word of God. Number two, just goes without saying, to ignore the Word of God is to become a perpetual failure. It doesn't matter what these people accomplish, what they possess, if they do not seek the Lord, they are an absolute failure. Proverbs 11.5, the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. What a verse. Number three, true success then begins with taking the first step. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The spirit of goodness is what? Jesus went about doing good, following Christ, doing the will of God, learning the Bible, living the Bible, applying God's word to what you have learned. Will you take the first step? So I ask you, what's the next step you need to take? To stay in the will of God, to grow in grace, to go on unto perfection. Number four, this is very important then, and please listen to this. That means failure is a part of success. Now, I'm not advocating failure. I do not want to fail. I do not want anyone to fail. But biblically, does the Bible say you're just going to get saved and everything will be perfect the rest of your life? No. Failure is a part of success. So what does that mean? Learning from your mistakes, learning from your sin, learning from not taking the next right step, learning by not making wisdom the principal thing and getting prudence and discretion and a quick understanding according to Isaiah chapter 11. So sad to say, most people, according to God's word, they're not applying Psalm 1 and Psalm or Joshua 1 8. They're not a success. So what are they? They're a failure in God's mind. And that's all that matters. So are you trying to succeed in the world or succeed with God? And if you succeed with God, he will prosper you in the world. Amen. Now, most people, sad to say, are a perpetual failure. Now, you have other people that take one step forward, three back. One step forward, two back. They're going the wrong way. You know, trying to self-help. Two steps forward, four back. You know, it's not, oh, I took a step forward. Yeah, but not if you did this. So I took one step forward, not if you did this. It depends on the point of origin and where you're, you're going in life. Right. So what, what is the biblical way to succeed? It's very simple. He has given me hind's feet. You're going forward, number one. Forward, not back. You're not staying in the same place. Number two, you're going up. Walking with God, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on what? Higher ground. Right. Now, so here's what, this is what it ought to look like. Up, 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 up. Hind's feet, 
growing doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you didn't make any mistakes. You know, when, when I play the piano over there, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I make so many mistakes. Uh, probably a lot of you know it um, and can hear it. But I, I try to learn. Oh, I see what I did there. And, and a lot of times, like I'll have a B flat and an A flat, and then I'll try to get in a D. Uh, you know, oh, I see that. But you know, we try to learn. We we try to grow. We, the Bible says in uh, Proverbs 1.9, we learn from the reproofs of life. What are the hard lessons that life wants to teach us? Uh, in, uh, in collecting antiques, there is a saying called, you have to pay for your education. And what does that mean? That doesn't mean you can go to college and you pay for your tuition, you get a degree. It means you have to go out into the world and learn what is real and what's a fake, and you have to learn what's been toyed with and what is original. You have to know what it is, where it dates, the condition, is it valuable, is it collectible, and you have to pay for your education. And what does that mean? You're gonna make a lot of mistakes. If you don't have somebody to, to help you along the way, uh, you know, I, I talked to a, a guy who's done it his whole life this past uh, recently. He said, I made so many mistakes in this. I'm, he's 88 now. He goes, I'm still learning, but I'm not going to make the, the same mistakes. I'm not going to make the, I've already bought my education in that. And so why would we as the people of God keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. I know how this is going to turn out. I've already done this before. I know what to do. I will grow. I made a mistake. I learned from that. I will grow. I made a mistake. I'll learn from that. God's given me hinds feet. And you know why you don't stay down? The Lord upholdeth me with his hand. Now, Proverbs 24, 16, we quote it all the time. A just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. All you have, and seven is the number of a superlative or divinity or completion. What, what does that mean? All I have to do is get up one more time, then I fell down. So if I fell down seven times, I get up eight. If I fall down eight times, I get up nine, hopefully not. If I fall down nine times, I get up 10. So this is very helpful with the right spirit of the attitude. Don't quit. Let God hold you up. Don't expect perfection. You know, when you expect something perfect, like your meal at a restaurant, it's probably not going to happen. And so I learned, I'm never going there again. Uh, but anyway, I'm not wasting my money on that. But um, you learn and you grow. So if you apply for a job, you think you're going to get the first job you apply for? You may or may not. Do you think you're going to get your prayer answered the first time you pray it? You may, you may not. Keep on praying. Do you think it's good? You know, I used to, uh, and I still do it. I memorize complete chapters of the Bible. Uh, my mind's not what it should be and could be and used to be. Uh, but 
uh, sometimes I'll get stuck and I'll just get to a point. I said, why is this so hard? And I get to this one little phrase of this word and, and I just have to keep trying and keep trying and I'll quote it if it's wrong, uh, till I get it right. But you just keep trying soul winning results. You know, I've been soul winning 40 years. I, I've seen a lot of people get saved and their life change, but most of the time nothing happens. Most of the time, very disheartening and very discouraging. Does that mean I'm going to quit? No, I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to go on unto perfection. So you learn from your mistakes of your health. You learn from your mistakes of managing money and bad, uh, not wise buys. You can be more frugal in managing your finances, all these types of things. So you think about this. The Kansas City Chiefs won the first Super Bowl, I believe. I think they did. When heck, what was that man? Shram. No, I forget his name. Anyway, they won the first Super Bowl. I think it was 50 years till they won it again. 50. Did they quit? No, because they get paid millions. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's a good illustration. Did they quit? No. 50 years they won it again. You know, uh, when my daughter was born, Dallas won the Super Bowl. They were good. They called them a dynasty. They won three Super Bowls. They have uh, stunk ever since. Uh, you know, and I keep telling her, I'm telling you, there was a day when they were the best. I know you don't believe me. Uh, and she'll go, Dad, they're doing it again to me. Uh, but you just got to keep on trying. You got to keep on going. You can't give up. God's on the throne. And how are we going to do it? I know who holds my hand. I don't remember that song. I know who holds tomorrow. I know who holds my hand. And if you see yourself like a little child, the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father. You know what that means? Daddy. Whatever you call your father in your most loving terminology, dad, daddy, pappy, Paul, whatever it is, I know who holds my hand. And so if you're just a little kid and you're trusting your dad to hold you up and you look up and you're walking with him, you might get knocked down, you might fall down, you might make a mistake. You might not use wisdom. He's going to hold you up. And so you can claim this. Do you believe the Bible? You shall not be utterly cast down. I do. You know why? He is holding me up. You know, in the boxing mount, I don't watch boxing anymore. It used to be the biggest sport of pugilism back with uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier when I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, the old eight count when they're knocked down, and the refs, are you going to get up? And he's counting, are you going to get up? And he's giving him a chance. Are you going to? And then if he gets up. Um, are we going to get up? Not on my own, I'm not. I'm going to go to the corner and quit. No, he's holding my hand. He hold. I know who holds my hand. So I read it again for you, and, and we're through. Look at verse 
23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. There's no such thing as a relapse. You fell. You don't relapse. You fell. And I'm not saying to fall or relapse. You know, if you're going to read 10 chapters of the Bible every day and you only read nine, is that relapsing? I don't know, whatever you call it. I did not reach my goal. If you're going to pray a certain long, long time or something's going to happen, you make a commitment just because you don't reach your goal that didn't mean you're a failure. Why? Because I learned from that. I grew and I learned. Then I grew and I learned. Then I grew and I learned. And if we could get our mind right, failure is a part of success. David said this, Though he fall, yet will he not be utterly cast down. And the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Amen. All right, let's pray. Every head is bowed.